Thanks for checking out the Lakeshore Podcast. If this is your first time listening with us, we want you to know God loves you. We want for your hope in Jesus to be renewed and for your faith to come to life. Wherever you are joining us from, we hope this message encourages you. We need dads. We need people who have a conviction, who are, who are led by calling, who have courage and confidence, and men of God who have character and have a commitment to him. We, 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 we need more men of God. Let me just say it. We need more men of God. I'm not marginalizing women of God. We need more men of God. We need more men of God who have conviction, and calling, and confidence, and courage. We need more men of God who, who are men of character, who, who are men of commitment that are leading those who, who, who will come after them. One of the things that I'll never forget um, again, we've been doing youth ministry for, 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 for so long. And um, I'll never, never forget be, being, being at a camp. And um, we, we had this student. You know, there's some students that you just love, and you're just so thankful they're in your youth ministry. And there's other students that you're like, you know, if you found another church, that might be a blessing, to be honest. Like, not to them, but to us. If you... But we, we had this student. He, he was always always just causing some sort of trouble. And we were at a camp, and unfortunately, we had to meet his mom halfway and drive him home because of some issues we were having. And I'll never forget standing somewhere in the middle of nowhere, meeting this mom halfway there, and her just, just opening up to me about the fact that, yeah, so his, his dad walked out when he was probably four years old. And he has... Um, he, he, he's still living in many ways on, on our front porch, waiting for the day this dad goes back home. And the thing that got me was she said, you know, I know he's a lot of trouble. Trust me, we were well aware. She said, but I'm so thankful for, for your youth ministry. And part of me is like, I know. I know, because we're, you know, we're doing a really great job, and I preach a lot of great sermons, uh, and, 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 and she, but she, she wasn't impressed or wasn't thankful for me. She said, I'm so thankful for, for, for Lord, help me. I'm so thankful for, for this man, Carl Ford, who's in your youth ministry. Carl was a, is um, a businessman who worked a ridiculous, ridiculous amount of hours. Um, Jenny would probably know more than me because um, she, she used to babysit their kids, but would work, you know, 12-hour days. And um, he'd show up every Wednesday night to our youth ministry. And he participated in our youth ministry and in my sermons like this. Amen. And he, I mean, barely staying awake. I mean, he's been at work for 12 hours and it's 8.30. And, and, and she said, you know, he, my son loves coming to church because Carl has become for him the dad he's never had. And it's not, it's not the, 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 the sermons or the songs that are changing him. It's this dad he's found he's never had. See, we need men of God who are willing to lay their life down. As dads, yes, but as spiritual dads and spiritual fathers, 
that will come behind and beside those who need their example. We, we, have, we, have, we have a lot of men in our, our, our world and, and a lot of men who, who have aspirations of leadership and greatness and success, but not a lot of men who are men of conviction and calling. Not a lot of men who have aspirations of influence for the sake of others, not themselves. Not a lot of men who have conviction and who are willing to stand and say, God, I offer my life as a sacrifice. God, I offer my life as a sacrifice on the altar before you. More than my career, God, I want to serve my kids. I want to serve my family. God, I want to serve the next generation and serve people that need what only I can give. Did you notice that in Joshua chapter 1, there's nothing about Joshua like fulfilling his call. There's nothing like about Joshua getting, it's actually all about them. The whole passage is, hey, Joshua, okay, like this is not about you. There's a whole nation of people who have unfulfilled promises, who've been walking in a wilderness for 40 years, who are discouraged and dismayed. And I'm asking you that you would arise and help them get to where I've called them to go. Help Somewhere in the process, yes, you will receive the, the promises I've given you. But Joshua, this isn't about you. You, you need to get over yourself. There's a whole nation of people and there are promises and a promised land that I've called and I've given them to. And they can't get there without you. So we need men of God, people of God who have conviction and calling, courage and confidence, who have character and commitment and who, who, who will use what God has given them, little or big, the influence, gifts and abilities to say, God, I, I, I offer them as a sacrifice and I want to help reach people and, and, and lead people. And here's where, 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 where we close. You might say, that sounds great, um, but that's not me. I, awesome. Congratulations and kudos to everybody who's a great man of God. We applaud you, but that's, that's not me. And, and I would just like to propose to you for a moment that it is you. You can write this down, third thought, and we'll close with this, but it's simply this, that this is who you already are. Can I tell you one of my favorite things about the Lord is that he gives us identity and then invites us to, to, to walk in that identity. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.21 that he who knew no sin became sin, that we might become the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Romans 5.1 says that uh, by faith we have been declared right with God, we're righteous, and are at peace with God. You might read that and go, no, that's, I, I'm not the righteousness of God. If you knew what my Saturday night looked like, you would know I'm not the But But the Bible goes, no, 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 stop. God, he gives you identity. And the power of the Spirit invites you to mature and to grow and walk in who you already are. 
The Bible says this in Hebrews 10, 14, one of my all-time favorite scriptures, for by one offering, he has perfected, he's made complete. Listen to how backwards this is. Forever, those who are still being sanctified. The Bible says God has by one sacrifice, the sacrifice of his son, he has forever perfected those who are still in the process of being made perfected. He's forever called righteous and perfected and complete, loved, welcomed, a part of his family, those who are still in the process of being made, made holy. The Bible says in Romans chapter, chapter 4, verse 17, it says this, As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed God. Listen to this. Who gives life to the dead and call those things which do not exist as though they they did. Did you know that we serve a God who he calls things that are not as though they are? That he gives to us identity and calling and purpose and places it upon our life, although we've yet to receive it and, and walk in it and mature into it. The Bible says in Romans eleven twenty nine, the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. God doesn't take them away. Uh, really great case study. Let's talk about Jonah. Remember Jonah? Jonah who, who literally tried to run away from the call of God in his life who literally jumped in an ocean and willingly was swallowed by a whale. I don't know how, I don't know how willing that part was, but who, who, who was running away and God just kept on just spitting him right back up on shore. All right, you ready yet? Because the gift and the calling of God on your life, it is irrevocable. Jeremiah chapter 1, verse, verse 10, it says this. Jeremiah 1.10 says, See, someone say see. Jeremiah chapter 1, verses 1 through 9, God is speaking to this young man, and here's what he's saying, Jeremiah, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. Before, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And he says, I, I sanctified you, and I ordained you as a prophet to the nations. Let's just real quick, in our imagination, go to this scene. God is calling Jeremiah very much like he called Joshua. Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew you. And I set you apart for this time, for this day, for this hour, for this season, for this family, for this church, for for this place. And I put on your life a calling to be a spokesperson for me to the nations. Fast forward all the way to, to verse 10. He says, Joshua, I want you to see something. See, again, someone say see. See, I have this day set you over the nations and over the kingdoms to root out and pull down, to destroy, to throw down, to build and to plant. Hold on for a second. Jeremiah is still in his seat. Jeremiah is still in in the pew on Sunday morning. God's going, Jeremiah, before you were born, I knew who you were. I knew every hair on your head, every mistake you would make and you wouldn't make. I know you, Jeremiah. And you might not like where you are, but I put you where you are. 
I set you apart for 2023. I set you apart for this family. I set you apart for this school. I set you apart for this day, for this hour. And I've put a calling on your life to be a spokesman for me, to tell people my work. Jeremiah's still sitting there. And God goes, see, God's not talking about his natural vision, is he? Jeremiah, I need you to see on the inside. I have this day already set you over the nations. How how is that possible? God's saying, Jeremiah, what I've called you to, what I've placed on your life, it's already on you. You have everything you need. It's on you. It's in you. All that's left for you to do is to arise and walk in it. We, we, We won't go back there for time's sake. Um, but, but remember Joshua? He calls Joshua and he goes, Joshua, I just need you to recognize every place the sole of your foot will tread upon, every step you will take, I've already given it to you. I've already gone before you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I've already given you the victory. All that I'm calling you to do is to trust me believe in me, to have faith to arise and receive the call of God It's on your life. I, I love this. Um, well, what I really love is when you don't have sermon notes and you don't remember what scripture you were going to share. I think, it, I think it's 1 Peter. Don't, don't quote me. Google me. Um, but, but I think it's 1 Peter, Peter 1.3. It says this, all things that we need pertaining to life and godliness. We already have. In Christ Jesus, all things we need pertaining to life and godliness, we already have in Him. What I want you to see today is that right now, stop waiting. Stop waiting. Now is the time. God is calling you now. Now is the time to lead your kids. Now is the time to lead your family. Now is the time to recognize you might only be 15 years old, but God has given you some gifts and some abilities, and God has put some people around. Now is the time to to lead. You might not have any kids right now in front of you, but God has put you in a position. Now is the time to spiritually begin to be a mom or a dad and lead people. And now is the time. Now is not the time for you to just be getting more disciplined and more determined. No, now is the time to recognize, God, my, my calling, it is to be a man or a woman of God, to be surrendered to you. That's right, God, I want my life to count. I want my days and my moments to matter. So God, help me to live with conviction. Help me to live to the call you've given me. Help me, God, to be a man or a woman of courage and confidence and character and commitment to you. Now is the time. Now is the time, and you already are who God's called you to be. Well, how, how do I experience the, the already are? You know how I experience it? I'll give you two thoughts, and then I promise you, like I said 30 minutes ago, we'll be done right now. It's okay. Andrew's like, he's a triathlete. He's a runner, so he, he's got strong legs. He can stand up there. Um, 
First of all, you just have to receive it by faith. You have to take a bold step to go, God, I don't feel like I'm a leader. I don't feel like I'm a man of God. I don't feel like I have the ability. But God, you, you said that I am and I do. And so although I cannot see it or feel it, God, I receive it. I receive it, God. By faith, I receive the call of God on my life to be a man of God who leads my family, leads my kids, to inherit everything that you've promised to them. God, I receive the call of God on my life to, to lead people and help people. And you just gotta receive it. But secondly, and I think I think here's the even more, more important part. You gotta begin to renew your mind to it. It's just so much of your life is thinking. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so he is. So much of your life has been dictated and determined by the way you think about yourself. And you got to begin to renew your mind to who God's called you to be. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. In this passage that we read, it says this. God is speaking to Joshua. He says, now Joshua, hold up before you go. i give you some instructions. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then, someone say then, for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. This might bother you, but let me just say it. You cannot be a man or a woman of God apart from being a man or a woman of the word of God. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed pattern of this world, but be transformed by what? By the renewing of your mind, by allowing God's word to renew and reshape your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Dad, God has called you. Now is the time. Don't, don't, don't think about wasted time. God, God can redeem the time. Oh, hope in God, Israel, for with God there is abundant redemption. No, God will redeem the time. Hear me, now is the time. Whatever season of fatherhood you're in, now is the time to go, God, I receive this honorable call on my life to lead my children and lead my family, to be a man of conviction, calling, character, and I receive it today. Now is the time. For everyone in this room, now is the time. Say, God, I want to clearly hear your voice. I repent for where I've ignored it and ran from it. God, now is the time I want to say yes to you. And the starting point is to receive it by faith and to begin to every day renew your mind to it. Would you close your eyes and bow your head this morning? I'm going to pray for you. Then I want to invite Corey to come up and to, to bless all of our dads and to close us. Lord, today I pray for every single person in this room, but in particular for our dads and for our fathers today. And in a way that only the Spirit of God can, I pray that God, you would awaken them like you did Joshua to the great call of God that's on their life to be used by you. 
pray that God you would help them today to know that everything you've called them to be they already are and the work is simply to receive it by faith and to begin every day to be renewed to it and allow you to help them change and be transformed to fully walk in it. Lord, I pray today that you would bless all of our dads and all of our fathers and you would help us today to leave this place saying yes to you and yes to whatever you're speaking to us. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for more messages. If you like what you're hearing, share it with your friends. For more content from Lakeshore and information on services, check us out at lakeshorecf.com.